What is going on, everybody? Raj Galardi, finally back with you guys after a long, long, long break. Uh, you know, I would apologize, but I'd only be apologizing to about five people who actually listen to this fucking podcast. And I'm pretty sure they didn't even know I was gone. So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get right into the thick of things. Uh, let's get right back to business here, guys. UFC 261 was over this past weekend, and damn, am I still reeling from it. And now, listen, guys, I've been a fan of this game for a long, long time. And you know what? I just really haven't been into it this year. I mean, we've had good fights. We've had these, like, you know, supposed to be, oh, best card of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, dude, I, I don't know. I just, like, after, the, like, leading up to the event, I'm really not that excited. And then after the event, I could give two fucks. And, like, I know some meaningful stuff has happened, but I just, I, I don't know what it is. Just really have not been into it. And, you know, it's probably a mix of that with some personal stuff. But I will say, you know what, as much as I liked not having fans in the beginning, just, just for the new experience, being able to hear all the shots and being able to hear the corners and not have to hear all the bullshit from the crowd. Uh, no, the crowd definitely makes a difference. It elevates the whole experience and it changes everything. Uh, like, I really like not having the booing and the woos, but the fans definitely change the whole experience. I mean, all of those big moments from um, from this past Saturday would have not been as crazy if it was, you know, like a church in there, like it's like it's been, uh, you know, for the past year. Um, oh God, and especially, man, I'm so glad we had fans in there just for the the Chris Weidman fight, because God, could you imagine on the broadcast if all you heard was just Chris Weidman screaming in agony? It's just quiet with just Chris screaming. God damn. Oh God, that was so bad. That was so bad, and I just couldn't imagine if it was just. I mean, do you remember? Uh, do you remember when Uriah Hall knocked out Adam Sella on his uh, on that um, on that first fight uh, of his season of the Ultimate Fighter? I mean, nobody cheered. That was one of the most spectacular knockouts of all time, and nobody cheered. It was dead silent in there. Now, could you imagine that? Except with fucking one dude with his leg broken in half, screaming bloody murder. It's insane. I'm so glad we had fans in there for that, just to drown all that shit out. But, uh, but anyways, let's just get, uh, you know what, usually I like to start with the main event just because the, they're most on that, but this card was so awesome, I'm going to start from the bottom of the main card and work all the way up. So let's start with uh, Jimmy Crute and Anthony Smith. Now, this was a perfect banger to start out uh, this to start out this main card. I mean, both started fast, great way to start the pay-per-view. Um, uh, you know, Anthony Smith's striking has definitely been tightening, tightening up like that jab and the leg kicks. Everything was, uh, sorry, I'm keep fidgeting with this fucking thing. Let me get that out of here real quick. You know, he, he's tightening up all of, um, uh, his, his, um, striking and everything, but dude, he still has the, this, um, this, his defensive wrestling and his defensive uh, his defensive game on bottom is just like it feels like almost non-existent. Um, you know, like J um, Jimmy Crute off of one leg was able to get two last-minute takedowns and then was able to hold him in the turtle position until they could break. And I mean, Jimmy with one leg, he's literally putting weight only on one leg and was able to hold Anthony in the turtle position. I mean, I, I like Anthony will be able to, you know, get past these, uh, you know, this is the second time now that he's rebounded off of these, um, you know, kind of, uh, outside the top five, you know, bottom, bottom of the top 10 outside the top 10 kind of guys, you know, these up and comer guys, but I don't know how he's going to, how he's going to fare going right back up, uh, you know, to the thick of things at the top of the division. If he can't 
stuff takedowns and if he can't get up and he goes he, he he gets really comfortable in this turtle position but dude he just takes damage i mean in the glover fight and he, and again in this fight too it's just like dude you you got to figure out your shit man you really got to figure out your shit in those two positions if you're going to go anywhere um go anywhere in this division and especially with it being wide open now with uh you know jones being gone and yan at the top i mean yeah, I mean, uh, I would definitely favor Jan to beat Anthony right now, but you know, it's it's still open. Like, there's these guys in the top five now. Any of them could be champ. Um, but yeah, dude, he's got to really, really, really tighten that shit up. Um, you know, going on from here, I don't think you know this is obviously just a little speed bump for Jimmy Crute. He was looking great. His leg kicks were looking great, and just dude, Anthony Smith just hit him with that nice nice little fucking leg kick right at the top of the leg and i think that was the first leg kick that he that he threw too which is crazy because he was getting fucking pieced up with those leg kicks um you know kind of all, all in all it was a cool little fun uh you know 205 pound fight to open everything up um i don't know how long Crute's gonna be out but I i'm sure he'll get another big fight coming back smith on the other hand dude it's kind of wide open for him you know um you got uh let's see Let's see. You got um, Magomed Akalayev. You know, he could fight. He's probably looking for a good fight. You know, him and Johnny Walker would make for a good fight. I would like to see Tiago, you know, get a get a nice rebound for himself too. But, you know, him and uh, Tiago Santos could rematch at 205 pounds. I think their first fight was at middleweight where uh, Santos, you know, it was back and forth, but Santos ended up getting the uh, TKO finish. I want to say either in late in the second round or in the third round. And, dude, it's kind of crazy, but I don't know if it's, um, uh, you know, I guess uh, Cormier is the exception to this, but uh, there's, like, some weird curse, you know, in MMA, we have all these, like, curse, you know, theories and stuff, um, and it seems like there's one with John Jones, man, like, it seems like all these guys who uh, fight John Jones, and I'm not saying Anthony did well, um, you know, like, uh, like Reyes did, but, uh, and, and like Tiago did, but man, dude, the, they, they fall off a cliff after that fight. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if just, you know, John lays out like a decent game plan for other guys to brush up on. And then they start implementing the stuff that Jones does or what it is, but dude, they go on some serious fucking, uh, losing streaks after they fight John Jones. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, well, and, and, you know, obviously now Anthony has uh, rebounded, but we'll see how uh, Santos fares. But, yeah, I think that would be a great fight. Um, the next up, oh, God, just talking about it. Oof. We had uh, Chris Weidman and Uri Hall, and Weidman breaks his leg, breaks his shin in half, um, you know, throwing uh, pretty much the first strike of the fight. And, you know, what, a, what, a, what else is there is to say than, uh, you know, Life has a fucked up sense of humor, and sometimes shit just comes full circle. I mean, uh, man, dude, I really, I, I really wish I could have watched that live. Um, unfortunately, I was uh, still finishing up my shift. I got out in time to catch the 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 last two, so I didn't catch this one live. But I was having everyone text me, and everyone fucking ruined it for me, just sending me crazy ass texts about it. Um, but I mean, I can remember when uh, when. Um, when Anderson broke his leg and I just like, I couldn't believe it. I don't know what I couldn't believe more. I couldn't believe, I don't know if I could believe more that Weidman broke his leg or that he knocked him out the first time. Like both times I was in utter shock. Um, that guy, I was speechless and I felt weird for like a month afterwards on both those occasions. 
Um, dude, it's just, it's so gruesome. It's so gruesome when something like this happens. But I, I, I will say, though, I will say, don't you guys think it's kind of bullshit that they uh, only showed that replay like twice and then they had an annex be all like, viewer discretion is advised. Like, dude, we're watching two guys fight in a cage. Like, uh, in the next, uh, what, in the in the next two fights we watched, uh, or I guess in the co, in the main event, like, we watched two people get, like, brutally knocked out. Brutally, brutally get knocked out. And we what, we watched the replay, what, like, 13 times through both of those? I mean, we almost watched Usman kill Masvidal. Like, if there was no referee in there, like, like Masvidal was done done. Like, he was, he was in outer space. He was having conversations with Jesus, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, that's okay, but watching a guy's leg get broken in half is uh, a little too uh, gruesome for the rest of the audience. Like, dude, we know what we're watching. We know what we're watching. And, I mean, like, I, I just, I, I didn't see the point in that. I thought that was stupid. We're, see, this is what I'm talking about. We're getting into this weird mainstream bubble now where, like, you know, we we have to, we're, we're besides ourselves with the fact that it is a combat violent sport, but, you know, we have to hide from... We have to shelter ourselves away from from stuff like that and other things, and it's just like, come on, dude. The game is what it is. Like, what? Why? Do, why are we pretending that it's anything more than fucking two guys fighting in a fucking cage? Like, come on, guys. But um, you know, I think the the biggest question coming out of this is, you know, does Weidman make a comeback? And it is is it really worth it at this point? Like, I guess like if he if he needs the money, like he's not gonna have a choice. But let's be honest, like, Weidman really has not been the same since uh, that fight with Rockhold. I mean, Rockhold, both of those guys really haven't been the same, to be honest. Like, both of those guys took something from each other where they just really have not recovered since. Um, and I mean, like, let alone all of the damage that Weidman has taken after that. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, the Romero knockout, the damage in the Musasi fight, um, Ray is knocking him out, and... All of the injuries in between there in training. I mean, like, dude, it's been so hard to get Chris actually to a fight lately. You know, he's just been, like, just... And, and it's because he's a lifelong athlete. You know what I mean? Like, this dude has just been grinding his body down for year after year after year. And I just, like, I, I don't know what the point is. You know, Anderson was probably the same age, but was at a little different point, you know? He was he, he was just the champ in his last fight before he... Uh, you know, he broke his leg, and for fight fans and for himself, like, I'm sure, like, there was still probably a lot to give, where it's just, like, with Weidman, it's like, man, what's the point, dude? What's the point? And again, like, if it's for money and providing and all that, like, I get it, like, where else are you gonna go make fucking over $100,000 in one night's, you know, in, in, in a night's work in 15 minutes? So I fucking get that, but, man, it's just brutal. I, I, I don't think, I mean, like, him... Woodley's up there. I mean, there's some of these guys who, after the after they lose the belt, it's just like, man, the 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 drop off, drop off is just insane. Makes me feel bad. Like, uh, th there was a couple things on this cut, like you know, with this and then Masvidal it was just like, ooh, man, you just feel bad for these vets sometimes when shit like this happens. Um, but you know what? Uh, on brighter things, you know, Uriah Hall did not take any damage, so hopefully he can get right back in there pretty soon. Um, you know, he's got a, he's got a lot of good matchups at 185. Um, you know, you got, uh, let's see, what do you got? Let's, let's take a look at the, the rankings real quick. I mean, a rematch with Costa would be awesome. That, that first fight was a fucking barn burner. Um, the body work, you know, I think Hall will probably be more aware now of, of Costa's chin and where he's vulnerable and, and kind of his, uh, 
you know, his attack and his combinations. The the work that Costa did on Uriah Hall's body, like, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. Um, you know, there's Till. Ooh, him and Darren Till. I think uh, Jack Hermanson's supposed to fight Shabazian, but either one of those guys would be great. So Hall's got a lot of good fights, um, you know, in front of him coming off of this one, and hopefully he can get back in there soon. And, dude, I hope he can make a run for the title because if, if Adesanya's still champ there, uh, that's a great fight. Um, you know, I favor Adesanya just because he's more proven, and I think he has, like, his head put together a little bit better, and his striking, I think, is definitely a lot better. Or, Technically, is just probably a little bit more put together, but damn, that'd be a crazy fun fight. Um, then moving on, we had Valentina Shevchenko. We had her stop uh, Jessica Andrade in the second round due to the crucifix position. And dude, all I can say from this is, you know, Valentina technically is the best women's fighter uh, in any division. I mean, yeah, Nunez is probably the greatest at the moment because of legacy and who she's been running over and, you know, the fact that she has two wins over Valentina. But if we're just talking skills, I don't think that there's anybody there's anybody above Valentina. Um Yeah, I don't I mean, like in 115, 125, 135, 145, I don't think there's anybody technically better than Valentina. I mean, she, the way she puts everything together. Do you know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of of Demetrius Johnson. And, you know, Demetrius Johnson for a long time had a fight at 135. He had to fight bigger guys just because there was no 125-pound division in Zufa. Uh, you know, he fought at 135 uh, in WEC, and then once the 135-pound division went over to the UFC, you know, he fought there, um, fought for the belt, fought fought Cruz, was a, you know, very technical fight. Cruz ended up edging him out. But you could tell there was just such a size disparity that, you know, that's really what... Uh, um, you know, made uh, Demetrius Johnson come up a little bit short, and that's where that's what it reminds me of here. It's like you know, and then once DJ moved down, he just destroyed everybody because he was so far above everybody at 125 pounds. And Valentina's in the same exact spot. I mean, she is light years ahead of everybody else at 125. Um, that uh, I just like you know, what is she gonna do from here? Um, you know, she can keep taking paychecks and be active at 125 pounds, and that's probably the best thing for her bank account. Just keep taking 125-pound title fights, keep fucking, you know, what, what, takes her 10, 15 minutes to get these girls out of there, collects a big paycheck, moves on with her day. I definitely don't want to see another Nunez fight. Those got, those two do not make for good fights. Those two fights were fucking terrible i'm sorry and i did think shevchenko edged out nunez in the last fight but it doesn't matter because that fight was fucking terrible um i, I want to say big john either big john or maybe brian campbell one of those guys was talking about how you know because of the size disparity that shevchenko has at 135 pounds she turn kind of turns into a counter striker which is definitely what Blew it for her in both those Nunes fights. In the first, in the first fight, she didn't even come out. Remember that first fight was on the undercard of uh, Nate McGregor one. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the that was the fight right before um, home and Misha Tate. Um, but yeah, uh, Nunes put it on her for those two rounds. Started to gash. Shevchenko put it on hard in the third, and then you know ended up losing that decision 29-28. And then in the third fight or in the second fight. You know, it was super tentative, super tentative. I mean, that shit could have gone either way. Again, I gave it to Shevchenko, but still, that's just not something I want to see. And I don't really see what it does because, 
I mean, if Shevchenko gets the win over Nunes, what are they going to do? Fight again? You know, she'd technically be 2-1. and one. I definitely say you just keep these girls in their division. And if anything, you know... Um, I don't know. I don't know. But just keep the keep those two chicks in their own divisions, and and maybe we can figure that out down the way. But I just think there's there's other routes for them to take other than fighting each other. Um, I totally skipped over the fight because I wanted to fucking get right into that bullshit. But l- l- let's talk about the fight a little bit. You know, you usually see people get in that crucifix position, and they really just maintain and hold position, throwing pitter patter punches. You know, really short punches. Um, until the ref pulls them off or they can just ride out the round and, you know, win the round. But goddamn, this Chevchenko just fucking put the heat on those shots. I mean, that was brutal. Cut her up with those elbows and then put her away. It really reminded me of um, when John Jones got Vladimir, Vladimir Matyushenko in the same position and just rained down elbows so quick. Uh, and then got the quick finish there. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Um, uh you know, I, I she just completely outclassed Jessica, and she made it look so fucking easy. And Jessica was supposed to be her toughest test at 125, and I think that really pissed off Valentina because she is technically so much better. But yeah, I think all of the talk of how Jessica's gonna go in there and bully her around, I think that really pissed her off. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I think she's going to just do the same thing to every other woman in that in that weight division until we see somebody really come through the ranks and uh, give her a run for her money. Didn't what and and I, I guess there's no real point if, you know, she already had that last close fight with Nunes, but I mean, why not just take the Anderson route uh like when Silva was champ and you know, doesn't have to fight Nunes, but maybe just a, a another one-off fight with somebody here. Let's bring up Hunter. You know what? Why don't we do Shevchenko? 135 pounds against JDR. I don't know. I, I just, like, I don't really want to, I don't know. I guess business, business-wise, it doesn't make sense because you can't, I don't know how all that would work, but I, I just don't really want to see her fight anybody at 125, but then I also don't want her to have to fight Nunez again just because of how those fights go. So I guess she's just going to keep picking off these 125-pound chicks. Um... Moving on, uh, we had Rose Namajunas taking on Weili Zhang for the 115-pound championship. And first off, I just want to say, goddamn, women's 115 pounds is the best women's division in all of MMA. And it even stacks up with 155 pounds, 135 pounds, and 170 in the men's division. Those women are so high level that they're in a class of their own. And again, even with Rose's setbacks, she sits above them all. All of those women at 115 pounds. Um, you know, again, this is exactly what separates MMA from boxing. Rose has had setbacks with Carlos Barza, Karolina Kovalkiewicz, uh, and obviously that vicious knockout um, from Andrade. But yet, here she is again, shocking the world with a spectacular finish in the highest degree of this sport that is possible. Uh, I mean, just time and time again, she gives us these moments where, I mean, again, like this is what I was saying. Like, of all these past events, I've maybe re. I've only really re. re- yeah, sorry, I'm getting all freaking. I've had too much caffeine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting too ahead of myself. This is how excited I was after this card. It's Thursday and I'm still reeling. Let me t- let, hold on one second. Well, now that I've pulled myself together a little bit, um, let me get back to what I was saying. 
um, you know, out of this past year, I've really only rewatched um, like a few fights. Um, I, I, you know, I just didn't wasn't really getting that 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 buzz, that like butterfly feeling, that like emotional connection to uh, a lot of the fights that were happening this year. But dude, I I've rewatched that Rose fight. I mean, you know, it was quick, but even if it wasn't, even if that was like, even if that happened in the fourth round, man, I would have watched that moment over and over and over again. I mean, from the way that Pat reacts to the way that the broadcast reacts, like, those are the moments that I tune in for. Those are the mo. I mean, yeah, I love the spectacular, um, or, or I, I love the game from an, from a competitive point of view. So even when nothing spectacular like that, like that happens, I still enjoy the game. But that's really what makes this sport, um, personal and so enjoyable to watch because on occasion you see something so so what do you i I don't even want to call it spectacular because that's not even the word but it's just like um you can tell everything went into that camp that 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 moment meant everything to rose and not only to her but pat barry and her corner and everything and it's it's those kind of moments that keep bringing me back uh, to watch, and I hope that's th- those are the kind of things that you know that appeal to other people, and that's why they watch. But you just can't help but feel good. It's like a it's like the perfect um, ending to a movie um, when something like that happens, and you see the reaction from everybody. Um, it just it makes you feel good. It just makes you feel good. Um, and I don't even remember originally where I was going with this, but it's just, you know, Rose has her setbacks, but in times of the, you know, when her back is against the wall the most or everyone is counting her out, because she was a heavy underdog in both this fight and the uh, and the, and the original Yuana fight. Nobody took her very seriously against Yuana at all. And um, I think people took her more seriously in this fight, but, you know, um, on paper, Wei Li, man, she was the uh on paper you know she posed a lot of threats for rose and i think that's very apparent in both of their last fights you know Wei Li really you know uh bit down on the fucking mouthpiece and really grinded it out against uh, yuana not in the sense that you know she was boring or grinding on yuana but she was losing that fight early and really had to like find another gear and really put it on yuana late to steal that fight back um, where Rose notoriously has been a really, really good, um, you know, f- um, uh, you know, she comes out hot right out of the gate. She's a really good, uh, she starts off really good, but then definitely tapers off towards the end. That was evident in the Jessica Andrade rematch. That was evidence in the Ioana rematch. Um, and so I really thought like, no matter how good Rose looks early, Wei Lee will just, again, find another gear and put it on Rose late. But Rose said, "Fuck all that noise. I'm just gonna get her out of there before she has an before she even has a chance to mount a comeback." And these are one of these things you got to look at. Like that was not a uh, that was not a fluke. That was not a flash. That was not. I mean, that was set up perfectly. I don't even think Rose threw a kick um, before that head kick landed, which means, you know, like, uh, like with, um, John Jones and Cormier, Cormier or John Jones was throwing low, 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 got DC used to, uh, all the low leg kicks. And then finally in the second round goes high. No, Rose, Rose, Rose set that up with her, her eyes and her hips. She made everything look like a low leg kick was coming and then boom comes right over the top and hits her in the fucking face and collapses her like the twin towers. 
I mean, that was a beautiful setup. You can see in the replay, Rose is looking down. Everything about her hips and her shoulders, everything looks like she's going to kick low. And then just with that awesome leg dexterity, comes up, comes around through the guard, and just blasts Whaley in the fucking face and finishes her off. I mean, there was nothing more beautiful than that. That was picture perfect. Um, yeah, I just, oh man, that was such a great moment. Th- things like that really, again, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Things like that really are what elevate the sport past, you know, all of the other sports out there. Um, you know, and two, like, Zhang thought it was a bad stoppage at first. But I think once she saw it, she knew, you know, I, I, th- I think she uh, she understood what happened. And I really, guys, I really, we got to stop getting on fighters who argue their position after a fight, you know, especially after they've been knocked out. Um, You know, you're completely unaware of what happened and don't have a sober perspective at all on the matter. And it it takes time and you have to watch it back. And you, you know, you, I hate when people shit on fighters because they're arguing for themselves. And it's like, you know, like that's literally what they were doing the whole fight like the whole time that they're in there before the rep stops the fight they are arguing for why they are the better person right except not with words but with their fists and with their body right like that's what they're doing they're arguing you know the 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 conflict is who's better and they're arguing about it in in a physical way they're not using the words so like i never put it on fighters when they start arguing about you know if they were okay or if they were there why'd they stop it and shit like that you, like it is what it is like that that's their natural instinct is to fight um but I, I think she understands what happened um but you know you know as much you know and as quick as that happened i don't really think you know way lee has the uh has the uh what do you call it the resume i mean like she's dominant but i don't really think she has a uh the resume for an immediate rematch um, like I got it with Yoana just cause she was the fucking demon for so long before Rose starched her. But, um, but at the same time, you know what, now that I think about it, I, uh, I don't know what else the UFC could do. Um, you know, Yoana really needs a win, especially because she's 0-2 against Rose. Um, Mackenzie Dern definitely needs a win or two. Um, Carla does have a win over Rose and she's riding a four fight win streak, um, but you know, Carla's win over Rose came at the end of the ultimate fighter years back for the inaugural, you know, 155 pound or 115 pound championship. Um, but yeah, I still think she's probably like a win or two away and Tiana Suarez or, um, uh, yeah, or sorry, Tatiana Suarez is fucking MIA. Nobody knows what the fuck she is. Um, actually I, I think she's hurt and just, you know, recovering from an injury. So I'm, I'm not trying to shit on her or anything. I just mean like, she's not, I don't even think she's ranked right now. She's been out so long. Um, so I, I guess all they have really is a way is to do a way Lee fight, but man, I, I, I hate these, uh, I hate these rematches and, and, um, you know, I'll get into it with the next fight, but it's really why I didn't like, you know, Masvidal taking a immediate rematch with Usman, I know Usman had the Burns fight in between, but I, you know, you you when you get zero two to the champ, it's like, what do you do? Especially when they're when they're that brutal, like um, like with Joanna, like what was Joanna supposed to do? Like Joanna's just been floating, uh, you know, while uh, while Rose was the champ, she was just floating, because I mean, she got knocked out that first time, and the second fight, you know, got competitive at the end, but Rose still, you know, still shut her out, and the second time was, you know, more convincing than the first one, even though the first one ended in a stoppage, so, 
you know, the the rematch will probably be great. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it's like, what do you do? Like, uh, you know, I don't think Wei Li, I mean, maybe she could go to 125 pounds, but I think she's really built for 115. So I just don't think uh, shooting yourself in the foot for the immediate, you know, championship and cash grab is sometimes the best, best move. I think sometimes the best move is just to, you know, rebuild a little bit, go back and let things figure themselves out. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see, I, I, I can promise you they'll do a rematch, like, there's, there's no doubt in my mind, I just, I don't know, I kind of like when the rest of the division plays out a little bit, it gives you a chance to actually, you know, like, want a rematch, and let it fester, and let it build a little bit, um, yeah, just, I, I feel like we've been, especially lately, man, we've been so rematch heavy, so rematch heavy, it's just, like, exhausting, um, you know, back in the day, it, you know, I was, uh, I was more inclined for rematches just because like the, the depth of the divisions back in the day were not what they are now. Like back in the day, we rarely ever had cues. Like we have cues today, like guys go on fucking like, like back in the day, it was so unheard of to go on an eight fight winning streak without a title shot. I mean, I think John Fitch, I want to say like uh, John Fitch is the only one that really stands out. Um, I mean, I guess Tony Ferguson too, his, his thing is a little bit different though, but I mean like you rarely went on these like long, long, long winning streaks without even getting, you know, a top fight or a title fight. And nowadays guys are going on eight, 10 fight winning streaks all the fucking time, uh, without getting a big fight or without getting a title shot or without even getting fucking mentioned in the top five. Um, we're just at a different day and age now. So it's just like, with the long cues that we have at the top, it's just like, man, let these guys just fight and get their, you know, get their fucking title shot. Um, you know, we're seeing that with fucking Edwards. I think it took Usman like fucking eight fights to get a title shot. Um, you know, we just see that more and more now where it's just like, God, come on, guys. We have such a log jam at the top. Like, do we really need to see the same thing that's inevitable? But anyways, great fucking win for Rose Namajunas. Uh, I love watching her fight. I love watching Wei Li too. It was hard seeing her lose, but fuck, you just couldn't help but feel good for Rose. Um, moving on to the main event. Um, fuck, man. I got so much. Okay, let me just try to organize my thoughts here for a second. Uh, there's just there's so much about this fight. Um, so let's let's just talk about the fight first. So. Um, this is what Usman's third training camp now with Trevor Whitman. And I believe the, the, uh, the work is, uh, is definitely there. Like the, those training camps are definitely so evident in, in his new in his new style. Um, and I don't mean that he's, you know, veering off from his, uh, wrestling base, but now he has so many other tools to rely on. It's just that that he's gonna be a monster for a really long time. After watching this fight, at first, I, I you know I thought, oh, as soon as he fights a guy who's got decent takedown defense, and then has uh, more power or better striking, like he's gonna be in for it. But now that he's putting all this shit together, it's it's gonna be a tough, 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 tough hike for somebody to beat that guy. Um, and if you look, you know. Um, Go watch Rose's footwork and go watch Usman's. I'm not saying they have the same footwork, but clearly where people people are thinking it's all about the combination and the hands with Trevor Whitman, but go watch their footwork. 
Trevor Whitman's game with these guys is is more than just just the hands. It, it's in the footwork, and I think that's where the uh, the crown jewel in his uh, striking game is. It's the, the the angles that he teaches these guys are just something else. The same thing with Justin Gaethje. Uh, he's really refined Justin Gaethje in this matter too, where it's you know guys think. It's a distance and range thing. Their opponents think they're they're in one spot, but they're really not. They're either farther out or they're closer in. And I think it's having guys. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, with Wei Lee. It's just the the um, the perception of space and range and what's coming just changes completely. Um, but yeah, I just uh, Usman is definitely gonna be uh, a problem for these guys for a long time. Um, I used to think, you know, Colby was going to be his kryptonite just because of the pace and because of, um, you know, kind of his style. But, dude, with, with, with his striking, I mean, Usman beat Colby with just his striking before. And unless Colby really decides to actually use his wrestling in the rematch, um, which couldn't even, like, it may not even be a factor. Like, it, that, that could not even be a factor in the next one. Maybe Usman's takedown defense is so good that Colby just does not have shit for him still, even with it. But again, like this is kind of like my problem with these with these rematches is like, did George really deserve uh, a rematch right away? No, I mean he got shut out. Yeah, it was on six days notice or or whatever it was, but he was supposed to have the fight originally. But then you know he did what John Jones is doing right now and tried playing the long game and wait out to get more money in it you know they went with burns because burns would take it just like pretty much exactly what's happening with Nganu and jones happened with george and usman the first time except you know you just replace burns with Derek lewis now um you know someone will always be willing to do it for less money that's just the name of this fucking game and until guys stop taking fights for less money than the guy who's supposed to get it we're gonna keep running into these fucking problems uh, but anyways, that's just a redundant story of MMA that will probably be going on for a long time. But um, yeah, that was my uh, that was my problem with this. Is like George really didn't deserve it. Usman picked this fight because hey, if he could beat George on six days notice, you know, you know, everyone, you know, the whole lead up to this was oh, what could George do with a full camp? But really, like the the narrative of it should have been like. Well, hey, I beat you on uh, I beat you uh, on six days' notice. Imagine what I'm gonna do to you with a full camp, and he showed it. Masvidal didn't have anything for him. I mean, when a guy, what people don't understand is when a guy with that good of wrestling and already has that like already has that strong of a base and already has one component of the of. Um, of the game down like that and he can put all this extra focus into striking or whatever it may be that's going to be a dangerous motherfucker especially when it comes to when you're fighting a guy who only had like can really only keep it one spot like masvidal only was only going to win that on one spot and that was with striking standing up whether it be you know one big shot whether it be Vaughn like whatever it may be he had one area to win that fight in I'm not saying you couldn't submit him but as you saw on George's back Usman's too strong too wide he wasn't going to submit him off of his back and uh, unless Usman or unless Masvidal knocked Usman down I wasn't seeing Masvidal getting a takedown at all so I just when um when a guy can threaten you with so much whether it be a kick a punch a takedown 
you can start when the when the when your opponent is worried about all of that coming to you it just opens up everything in your game i mean if the fight didn't end there it, i mean i i feel like usman just would have uh just would have beaten continued to beat masvidal everywhere and yeah masvidal would have had moments but um i think usman showed who, who the better fighter is and i think all of us knew that going into this that's why like this rematch really pissed me off um you know, uh, and, uh, you know, Usman really fucking solidified it with that knockout. That knockout was so fucking gruesome. I mean, I couldn't think of a better placed right hand. I mean, you saw all of the uh, all of the sweat and the spit fly everywhere, and then the follow-up shots, and Mazdal was just laying there lifeless. Um, it's a great fucking knockout for Usman. Like, so great. Um, it's it just like... Um, it, it, it took it, it. It took the moment a little bit away from me just because of how big of a fan of Masvidal I am. Like I'm not gonna lie, I was rooting for Masvidal. I've rooted for him in the last fight. I always root for Masvidal. Masvidal is one of those guys where I don't care who he's fighting against. The only time where I didn't really care who won was when he fought Nate because him and Nate are in the same boat in my uh, in my eyes. Like they're guys who have fought everybody. They never got their due, and then finally, towards the end of their career, all of a sudden they get this fucking they get this big push. Um, so that's the only time where I was like, okay, whatever happens here. But other than that, like I, I always, I'm always down for Masvidal. I remember I was, I want to say in like the sixth or seventh grade, the first time I ever saw Masvidal fight and I'm fucking about to be 26. I've been watching Masvidal fight for a fucking long time. So I have a, you know, almost, and I've seen him fight live a, a bunch of times. So I have a very strong emotional connection, um, to fucking Masvidal, so when I see him get slept like that, like, that shit fucking hurt me, like, I felt like I was, like, his brother, well, I felt like I watched my brother get fucking knocked out, um, it didn't ruin, like, uh, I, I remember after the fight, I was t- t- telling my buddy Jordan, I was like, fuck, that ruined my night, like, if, if he would have just gotten beat, you know, by decision, or submitted, or pounded out, or, you know, something like that, I probably wouldn't have been as bummed, but man, that fucking knockout bummed the shit out of me. I just felt so bad, because it's like, where do you go from here now? You know, I, and I, I just also feel like, between the UFC and, and Mazadal's management, like, I just didn't feel like these fights with Usman were the way to go. I mean, you built up all of that, um... All of that momentum in 2019, you know, you had the Till, the Askren, and then the Diaz fight, and then, you know, you go take this stupid six-day fight with Usman in fucking, uh, in, um, in Abu Dhabi, you barely make weight, you look like shit in that fight besides that first round, um, then you wait out this whole time, you get a rematch, Usman calls you out because, again, it's a stylistically it's a fucking easy night for him and it's his best payday that he's ever had so why not fucking run that shit back and then now he gets this highlight like this this, i I don't know maybe that's what george was thinking is like oh everything in is is really in usman's corner besides the fight location um and this is the kind of motivation i need or this is the kind of situation i need um you know to really like you know push me through training camp or some i don't know but I, I just felt like this was stupid, and he really should have been fighting guys like Nate again, um, Connor. Con- him and Connor would have been great. Um, actually, after seeing what what Dustin did to him, maybe not so much for Connor, but for fucking me, that would have been great to see fucking George just flatline Connor. God damn, that would have been awesome. Um, I, yeah, man, I just I I just don't understand the the play 
for these two Usman fights for Masvidal. And I just hope, I, I hope he still has a little bit to give, um, you know, with with these, I just, I just hope they, they don't start just throwing him like fucking number eight, number nine, like just shit like that. Like, uh, he, he's at the point in his career, let's just see fun fights. You know, fun fights that mean something. I'm not saying like like anything. Like I don't really want to see a uh, Nate Diaz two rematch, but fuck, dude, anything's better than him getting beat up by fucking Usman again. Shit. I just, I mean, and and it's like, dude, he was like a what, like a four five to one underdog in this fight. Like, what the fuck did people think was gonna happen? Fuck. Shit's just such a bummer. I feel great for uh, I feel great for Usman. Usman's got nothing but fucking. Uh, Nothing but great things ahead of him. But again, like, okay, he's going to go fight Colby now. Okay, that's another rematch. Okay. Um, I know Stephen Thompson's supposed to fight Burns, but I mean, like, I feel like that's a fucking, that's a good fight. And it's like, again, like, I know Colby was Usman's fucking toughest fight, but I don't really see it going like that again. I mean, especially if it plays out the same way, Usman's striking is just so fucking far, far superior than Colby's, both in technically both in the only thing Usman doesn't have is the volume but dude when you hit like that who fucking needs volume and I don't think Colby's like defense has gotten any better so that motherfucker's still gonna get hit um and yeah again what about if Colby goes in there and he can't fucking you know we're in the third round and he's still not doing anything with takedowns and he's still not able to push you know Usman up against the fence um talk about one way to win um you know, before it was a little bit more wide open. And I again, I don't know why Colby didn't fucking use his wrestling more in that first fight. Like, it was there for him. Um, but I, I, I think that, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Colby makes it more competitive, especially because that's the next fight we're going to get. But it's like, fuck, dude. We just going to... Is it just rematch season for everybody? Like, the shit gets redundant after a while. Again, especially, like, when guys like Stephen Thompson have rebounded nice over everybody else in the division... Um, I know Leon Edwards would be another rematch, but fuck, dude, he's on nine fights, and we got this stupid fight with Nate Diaz coming up, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, so there's just a lot of weird shit. I don't like all these rematches, but I'm fucking happy for Car- uh, for Usman, and I hope fucking Mazadal um, has a good fight. Has a good fight. Um, you know, and let's just bleed right into it. Uh, I think the fight that he should be taking is... Uh, you know, our good friend Nick Diaz was in attendance um, over that card, and he, you know, Dana was telling us that Nick Diaz is ready for a return. Um, it's like five or six years that he's been away, and he's finally ready to come back. I don't know what weight class. I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's coming back at 170. But you know, these uh, Kosmat uh, Shemaev fucking rumblings is fucking bullshit. Like, what? Why do we do this UFC? Why are we trying to build Shemaev's name off of Diaz? Like, there's way better fights for Diaz to take, and I hope Nick doesn't take that fight. That's just stupid. I'm not, and I'm not even saying because it favors Shamayev. I'm just saying, like, who fucking cares? Like, cause, I, okay, cause this is honestly what it comes down to. I don't want to see Nick versus Usman. That does, that fight does nothing for me. And if Nick beats Shamayev, like, the only logical thing would be to throw him in there with a top three guy or a title fight, which I could give two fucks about. And then if Shamayev wins, like, who gives a shit? He beat a guy who was fucking out for six months, or for six years. So to me, that fight does fucking nothing. To me, Nick Diaz should be fighting. Carlos Condit rebounded uh, awesome lately, and that I was there live for their first fight, and that fight was almost 10 years ago now, but who gives a shit? 
Uh, fucking Jorge Masvidal is a fucking great fight. They got history with the whole little brother thing. They have a great fighting style. They both came up the same way. I'd love to see that fight. There's so many other good fights. Uh, I would love to see fucking Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz have a rematch. That's a fun, great fight. A little throwback fight. These are the kind of fights that uh, Masvidal and Nick should be taking from here on out. Again, they they have a little bit of stakes in them just for legacy-wise. They're not, you know, total just fun, fun, like, fuck you fights. But, you know, they have a little bit of everything. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I just hope, I hope Nick, uh, and Nick looks been looking in great shape. If you follow him on Instagram at all, like, he looks in fucking great shape. His face looks like shit. That dude definitely ain't no spring chicken anymore. That dude definitely fucking ain't fucking pulling chicks in the club anymore with that fucking, his face just looks weathered from all the years of abuse. But his body looks in fucking shape, dude. Big time. Y'all go check out his Instagram. Um, Shit, there's so much other shit I want to get into, but I'm kind of running out of time. One last thing I want to get into real quick. Uh, Rachel Ostevich and Paige Van Zandt are fighting uh, at Bare uh, Bare Knuckle Fight. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, we're, we're that, like, why are these two fighting bare knuckled? Like, they are way too fucking hot, way too fucking pretty, and they fight way, I mean, like, yeah, are they the best fighters in the world? No, but they have fucking ability. They should not be fighting in this fucking, I, I don't know about you guys, I just don't really like this whole bare knuckle thing. The, the, the ring is super small, it's not very technical, guys are just getting cut up left and right. It really is just like a phone booth brawl, and like, yeah, some people are really into that, but I, I, I would rather see guys like maximize like their technique, and um, you know, when a brawl happens, it's organic. Where in BKFC or whatever it's called, it feels like a little forced. But I mean, like, let's fucking be honest about this. Like, these guys don't need these two don't fucking need BKFC. Like, if these guys wanted to fight MMA or fight bare knuckle or fight whatever, they could have a fucking ping pong tournament and all they would have to do is fucking do it themselves on their OnlyFans. Like, come on. Let's be honest. Like, they both could go fucking invest in a ring or even go to the one of their gyms, throw it up on pay-per-view on their OnlyFans, and they could cut out fucking the promotion and just do it themselves. And they can keep all the money. Like, wh- why not do it that way? Like, these guys, these chicks are so fucking hot, they have such a big uh, social media following, they have such a big fucking OnlyFans following, I think their fucking uh, premium subscription or, or whatever is already probably, like, over 20 bucks. Don't act like I know. I, I hear you motherfuckers on the other side acting like I know. I don't fucking do that shit. Hehe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they could totally fucking cut out the middleman. You don't think a bunch of fucking dudes would go be like, oh, I can spend 30 bucks watch a fight between these two hot chicks and then I get their fucking OnlyFans for a month? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'll pay my 35 bucks. Come on. Like, to me, this is fucking, this is easy business, but yet they're gonna go give half their money to some fucking douchebag who, when a guy doesn't fucking fight the way he wants, goes and and throws him under the bus in front of everybody in the fucking crowd and everybody watching at home and tries to fucking threaten his pay. That's what y'all are gonna do. Y'all need to get some new fucking managers. But anyways, that's going to do it for me today, guys. Um, I think I'm going to get with good old fucking Mike Connerton uh, after the fights this weekend. And we'll do a little fucking uh, joint recap show. But until then, I will see you guys next time. Peace.